This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. New message. Hey, man, it's Devin. You know, from that time you accidentally emailed me because you thought I was a different Devin. <laughs> oh, and your email signature said confidential. If you receive this in error, please delete. <laughs> That's so you. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat when we set in sail, Captain. <laughs> When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Oh, and uh, no, you did not receive this message in error. <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Welcome to That Mill Podcast. Hope you're doing well. Today, joining me, Omar, I have Mr. Kai Bennett. Hello, pal. You right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Coming to a close of the international break, so to speak. Uh, we were just speaking off air there, weren't we, about the England game yesterday against Hungary. It wasn't great, was it? A 1-1 draw. I mean, you, you asked me if I actually went to it. I had to sit through it, and I did. Albeit, I left 15 minutes before the end just to kind of, you know, beat the rush, so to speak. It wasn't anything to get up for. I'm glad I did in the end. So it sounds like, you know, it just went from bad to worse towards the end. And I think it was when Greenish gets subbed off for Henderson and you think to yourself, like, you know, it's just England's just sometimes, even though despite the general consensus is good, um, it, they know how to dampen the mood sometimes, don't they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that substitute Grealish, uh, taking Grealish off was, was crazy. Well, on the telly, it sounded like they were going to do Foden, uh, take Foden off. The, the commentator said Foden. I was disappointed about that but then when they took Grealish off I was like he's the only player that actually looked him and Foden were the only ones that looked like they were ever great on it for us so taking him off was, was really silly in my opinion but definitely mate it's just England isn't it I think but yeah, yeah. It's obviously it's good to go to Wembley it still has that same kind of buzz around it I think after the Euros and stuff like that but um, yeah we'll, we'll leave the England talk anyway uh, we're here obviously to talk about Millwall uh, we'll have two parts of the show today part one will be about Saturday's game coming up against Luton Town 
And part two, we're just going to talk a bit about the players out on loan from the club and just kind of give a general consensus about them as well. So we'll be back into part one shortly. And welcome to part one of the show. As mentioned, we'll be talking about Saturday's game ahead of a, hopefully, mate, eight games unbeaten, three wins back to back against Luton Town. I mean, tough, tricky side, obviously. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be hopefully a kind of continuation from the last set of international break games um, to continue into the next few before, obviously, the November international break. Time to string some form together, right? Yeah, absolutely. It'd be great if we could make it three wins uh, on the spin. Uh, that'll really turn the, you know, it could even put us into the... I, I think we're probably... We can't quite go into the playoffs, can we, with a win? I think the goal difference is um, a bit too much to overcome. But, you know, it definitely puts us up there, puts us into the top 10 if we win the game against Luton. Um, and Luton are quite decent. They've quite been quite decent over the last couple of weeks, didn't they? They beat Coventry. Was it five nil? Um, you know, so it just shows their 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 attacking qualities. And you know, and it's going to be a tough game, but it's it's one of them ones. If we win, um, you know, the the mood, the general mood, um, really really does lift. And because after two really good games before the international break, that that really lifted the spirits of of the club and and of the players and everyone around the club. And that was fantastic for, for the club to go into the international break on two wins. And it'd be fantastic if we can return after the international break with, uh, with three points. You're back on, mate. I mean, yeah, they're sitting in 13th place, Luton Town. Uh, their form's a bit hit and miss. Um, that, not to warn people, but between us, in 22 games this season, we've got 11 draws combined. I'm not thinking it's going to be a draw Saturday, albeit, would I take it? Maybe. Uh, but, you know, they're a tricky customer, Luton Town. They've got three wins, five draws, three defeats, 18 goals scored um, and 16 conceded in 11 games, uh, of, of, as opposed to us, obviously, with three wins, six draws, two defeats, with 11-4-11 against. I think, you know, if, if I'm looking at a Luton team there, I think it's entertainment factor seems to be a thing there. It's Nathan Jones, isn't it, uh, Kai? You know, the guy that went, yeah. he was obviously their manager in League One, almost basically got him promoted, left them, jumped shit, went to Stoke City. Didn't work out there for him, but he's got this unique kind of style of play he gets praised for a lot, doesn't he? Uh, but, you know, it's obviously entertaining, mate. They've got some goals amongst their sides. Uh, it's going to be obviously a tricky game, but I think hopefully we should be at least entertained on Saturday, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. And I think with the with the players we've got back as well, um, it could be a really good game in terms of our quality. We've got uh, higher up the pitch with Ojo, Phobia, and Jed. Um, you know, looking like they might have started to, to form a good partnership. I mean, I thought against Barnsley in the second half, they... That we, we dominated Barnsley and we looked uh, the better side and, and three of them looked looked to start to gel. So hopefully they can continue and progress and hopefully really gel together because I think once they do, we'll have a really, really exciting forward line there. Um, but yeah, Luton, they're good at what they do. Um, you know, they're, uh, they did well last year. Nathan Jones transformed them into a, you know, a really solid championship outfit. And, um, you know, obviously went to Stoke, which probably looked, looked like a bad decision after all that because I think, you know, Luton, he did very well with Luton, didn't he, the year before, the two, couple of years before that. And coming back to Luton, they were a little bit unsure about him, weren't they, when he first came back? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's proved them wrong. And, you know, he's done, He's you know, he's got the he's got their fans back on side. Um, you know, and if we can put in a good performance on Saturday and, and show the quality that we have, I've got no doubt we can get three points. But we just need to be uh, defensively solid and a little bit more exciting going forward. Definitely, mate. I think it's probably Luton's away form that's been a bit iffy. They've got a decent win away at Barnsley like we did. Uh, but aside from that, they've not won away this season. Um, obviously, their home form, I think, has been key to them. They've turned over the likes of, you know, Peterborough at home quite comprehensively start the season. Like you said, Coventry as well. Uh, they've got a couple of familiar faces in there that we all fans will be aware of. I mean, one in particular being Fred Onyedimba. I think he's injured at the moment. I'm not sure how long his length of injury is. I don't know if you only know any more that, Kai. I've kind of put you on the spot there. 
uh, whilst I try and find out. But, you know, he's obviously started the season really well there at uh, Luton Town, but maybe we'll be missing out on Saturday. Well, if he's injured, that's really good news because, um, you know, these players have always have a, have, have a, you know, they always come back with a vengeance, don't they? And they always yeah. want to prove, you know, show Mill, Millwall why, why it was wrong to, to let them go as such. I think we let him go, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, that's it. I think um, he, the thing is, we did let him go. It was Neil Harris, wasn't it? He? he gave him this three-year deal and then it kind of broke down in the end. He went to Wickham, found some form, didn't he? And uh, obviously picked up in the summer for free transfer, I believe, from Luton Town. Yeah. If not, it might have been a small fee. Um, but yeah, obviously they got relegated, went to Luton. I think it was the first game of the season where he got voted like EFL player of the day or something silly because he's got like two assists and a goal or something like that. So yeah. he obviously hit the ground running there. Um, but I think he's obviously injured at the moment. Like I said, I'm trying to find out the severity of the injury. But also another player there uh, is Alan Campbell, who also picked up another injury, started the season for them, but he seems to come back into the squad the last couple of games. Uh, but obviously someone that was, you know, kind of linked to Mill in the summer, we decided to go against it. Um, and, you know, we've got our midfield that we're happy with. But be interested to see how he does against us few players. Yes, yeah, one of them ones that sort of like dragged on for quite a while, didn't it? Um, we heard about it in January. We thought it might go for him. And then we sort of heard about it all, you know, the rest of the season, about whether we would go in at the end of the season and try and get him. Um, I think he's quite a box-to-box midfielder. He's tough tackling, uh, works hard. Um, so he seems like a good player, but it'll be interesting to see what he is like and whether we did miss out on a player like that. Uh, on Saturday, it'll be interesting to see whether we whether we should have got him. But you know, because as a when you go and watch these players, you can you can generally tell whether they would have fit fit into our style of play. And if he if he did, obviously we, we probably feel like we might have missed out. But you know, our midfield's more than more than good enough. George Saville, Ryan Leonard, George Evans, Michael Kiftenbeld, um You know, I don't know if I'm missing anyone in there, but you know, we've got we've got more than a good enough midfield. And um, Billy Mitchell, even I mean Billy, fantastic what player and and. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what he's like, but he looks like a good player on, on, on paper. But uh be good to see what he is really like in, in the flesh on Saturday. Um, reading, I'm not sure the results here of Football League World, but Onyedema supposedly has um, a ligament damage uh, injury related thing there. So I imagine he won't be available on Saturday, but he's been out for six or seven games, so he could be available. You never know. I'm not sure the severity of it, but ligament injuries can vary, can't they, from quite minor to very yeah. severe. So hopefully it's not too long for on your demo because I always did like him at Millwall. Just didn't, I don't think he was a fit here. You know, there's there's multiple cases of players that don't fit here at Millwall and do well elsewhere, don't they, Kai? So yeah. um, let's focus on us anyway. I think we give quite a good update there on Luton. Uh, other key players, actually, I wanted to just read out for Luton before we do move on. They've got a few players in their side, you know, like I said, Adam Campbell, said on your dimmer there. I think their strike force up front, you know, they've got Adebayo Ijayu, um, who's a striker on five goals a season. Uh, you know, there's got players in there that score goals. Uh, Luke Berry from midfield seems to be a constant threat. I remember at Plymouth Town a few years ago, but he seems to score absolute worldies as well, doesn't he? I, I don't yeah. know if you've seen a few of his goals, Kai, but yeah. he's definitely one of those highlight type players, I think, to kind of grab the headlines, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, I think that's quite exciting from midfield. I mean, another one of their players, him and him and Harry Kulnick. Uh, Kulnick, I believe, is is really, he's very good. I mean, he's got quick feet. Um and he always looks dangerous. I remember a couple of years ago, I think it was when, it, I think it was in lockdown, um, Leeds played against Luton and Leeds, basically, they won. They start, they you know, they get closer and closer to promotion. I think Harry Cornick equalised with about 10 minutes to go or something like that, or he, he scored first. And wow, it was a brilliant goal. And ever since then, he's really hit hit form and, and done really well. And last year, he was constant threat. And, and again, on Saturday, he'll be a constant threat. So we need to just sort of mind him and, you know, we can block them, their, their threat out, um, you know, I believe, we'll, I, I honestly think we've got more than enough to trouble them defensively. Um, so, yeah, I think if we can try, if we keep a clean sheet, I think we'll win the game because I think we'll, we'll, we'll score a couple of goals. And even if we only score one and we win one nil, that'll do us three points, isn't it? So, yeah, 
Wins a win. We'll get on to predictions in a little while, I think, as we edge out of part one. But do you know what we're hoping for on Saturday for the first time this season, if I had to put you on the spot? It's, are you saying to me? What's Millwall hoping for this season for the first time? Uh, more specifically, Gary Wright. What's Gary Wright hoping for this season is, for the first time? Is it, a full, is it a full squad for the it's first a, time? It's a full injury-free squad. I mean, touch words, it happens. That, that, could, be, that could be hamper, couldn't it? Because have you seen about George Savile? I have. I've seen, yeah. I mean... I don't know what he's in. Do you know what his knock was? Or I'm not well, sure. it said on news at Den it was just a, a flare up of a knee problem, or uh, I think I think it was a a knee. It was something to do with his knee. It flared up a bit on international leave uh, on international duty because he didn't play uh, in Northern Ireland's game last night. So um, Daniel Ballard got through eighty two minutes last night. I think he played all ninety the day before the game before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he looks like he's come through unscathed. Um, but obviously George Savile was well. On the positive news, he wasn't in, involved, so there's no chance he could have got injured last night. It's obviously mm-hmm. either in training or in the in the game before that. But let's hope it's not too serious and he's he's back for Saturday. Yeah, I mean, obviously, key players, obviously to mention Scott Malone. Hopefully, I think he's, he was suffering with soreness. Obviously, rested well, rested, but you know, injured against Barnsley, but obviously given a few days off after the internet with the international break as well. Uh, obviously, Mason Bennett and hopefully Conor Mahoney back involved as well. And like you said, Joel Savile hopefully comes through, um, and then a free. Injury, injury-free squad available for Gary Rowett. I mean, a bit of a rarity, like I said, first time this season. And what are we into the 12th game of the season into November? Uh, but also, you know, it'd be great to have that many options. You know, it was talking pre-season, weren't we, Kai, before the first game of the season, thinking, cool, look at all these options. Maybe now Rowett's going to have them options to, you know, change games, hopefully impact it, um, you know, and try and make things that, like, you know, from the sidelines, so to speak, manage the game and, you know, if necessary, change things up. Yeah, I think it's I think it's real. It'll be really good to see the depth as well. Not just sometimes I don't always look at the start eleven. I look about you know if I always look at the start eleven first, of course. But then I look at what we've got on the bench if it's not, if it's not going quite right. And I think Saturday, if everyone's back, you know, let's say Jed, uh, Phoebe, and Ojo start up top um, together. You know, if it's not going right, we've got the likes of Mason Bennett, we've got Connor Mahoney to come on, we've got Matt Smith, Tom Bradshaw. There's four attacking options there. Who you know, a couple of weeks ago with. With no, um, with no, with all the injuries we had, there was a, Matt Smith was the was the man to come on as Tom Bradshaw because we didn't have Mason Bennett, we didn't have Conor Mahoney, we didn't have Ojo, we didn't even have a phobie, you know. So we were playing these the Jed, Jed uh, Bradshaw and, and Smith. So it does show the depth in squad we've got now is is really good, and I think it will, you know, not only will be, will be great from the start of the games, I think we'll probably really be able to Im- influence games later on in the game because of the substitutions we can now bring on. Definitely. I mean, it, it's obviously, you know, the manager said quite openly, judge me now, so to speak, you know, with the squad available. I mean, he's probably, you know, he's done well so far, two back-to-back wins. But, you know, he's starting to say this is the team I want, basically, and making that clear to all the fans. But, you know, I guess as well as it being a good thing, sometimes, you know, in football, having that many players available, you know, we know about our squads, we know about the team morale anyway. Maybe in our case, it won't be a problem. But, you know, having players that don't play, not even make the match day squads at times, it can lead to problems, can't it, if it's a sustained thing? But I suppose for Rowett, he's just he's buzzing to have the options available. It's kind of a catch-22, isn't it? Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's difficult because we've, we've actually got quite a, well, not, not a large squad, but we've got a bigger squad of what we're used to over the last couple of years. Um, Harris always believed in a small squad, didn't he? So mm-hmm. Rowett's sort of grown that squad and, you know, players who are missing out, they're players that are missing out now, Um you know, and and it's you know it's it, we look at the bench now and it, it looks so much stronger. And you and but only after the game do you realise actually, hang on a second, he missed out because of you know them coming back. And it starts to show you there's players that are missing out now who are actually well, you know, good good players that could be on the bench. I'm not I'm not not adding Bovarsen into that category. Um, 
you know, because Bovarsen being out of the squad is, you know, <laughs> there's this, you know, there's this, I, I don't dislike Bovarsen, just don't think he's championship quality. So, you know, there's, it's good we've got other options to be able to come on rather than Bod. Um, if Mickey yeah. was here, you know, you'd say, as long as he's here till Blackpool way in January, yeah. he's going to do his bet. If you're a regular listener to our show, you yeah. know exactly what we're talking about there. But um, yeah, Mickey's not about today. So we, you know, I said it for him regardless there. There you go. But um, yeah, I agree with you, mate. You know, it's, I was sorry to interrupt you in your flow there. Was you another point you wanted to make at the end there? Or? No, that was, that was it really. I was just, just thinking that, you know, the, the players that we have got out and the, the, some players that are, that will be, will, will be, you know, not really, any four of their own, just that will be on the out of the squad completely, and they don't deserve to be out of the squad. So you know, and I think if if Cooper comes back and does really well, then Murray Wallace will find him himself out of the squad as well, which is, will be really unfair, really harsh on him because of the quality he's he's shown in the last couple of weeks, the reliability, the versatility he's shown. He's been fantastic. So you know, it's it's about weighing up them sort of options, and you know, it's difficult for Rauer to get it to get the balance right. But um, but let's hope he can do that. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, the good thing we saw, obviously, before Barnsley away in particular, obviously with players coming back from injury, the Friday before we played, obviously the twenty threes game. I can't remember who it was against at the time. Uh, speaking now, but obviously, Bud Farson played, Thompson played. You know, we're offering chances instead of them to make travel up and just make up numbers of the travelling squads. You know, they played on the Friday, um, and I guess for them, if they know they're not going to play on the Saturday, they're probably buzzing not to travel up to Barnsley anyway. Um, and just not sitting in the stands and said they're at home and whatever, get a free weekend off. But it's good that then they can, we can, you know, offer them to the 23s without impacting too many of their developments to obviously not play. But, you know, it's good to obviously players play, keep the minutes in them, hopefully some match fitness. But also, you know, it also then offers, you know, for the 23 side to get a bit better as well, I suppose, with that kind of players playing at their level. Yeah, and I think players like, it gives them, it gives the players valuable minutes, you know, because mm-hmm. I think, you know, if, if any of them players like Thompson or, you know, Bovars and are to go out in January, whether that's a loan deal, whether that's a permanent deal, whether they're to leave the club, you know, and it, it, any any player that leaves the club, you know, th- it's good, it's good, t- it's good minutes for them to be able to get match fit, get themselves ready. I, I'd be dis- like, it's it's difficult on with Thompson, isn't it? Because I'd be really disappointed to see him leave because of because of you know the way you know he's Millwall through and through, and you know he grew yeah. up supporting Millwall, so it'd be a hard one to see him leave. Um, and you know, I do think he offers us something in in certain certain areas. Uh, so it'd be hard it'd be hard to see him leave if he if he was to leave in January. But it gives him vital minutes at least. If you know there is a couple of injuries and he needs to come into the squad, then therefore he's match fit and he's ready to go. And you know, and, and Raul can use him. Um, uh, you know, Raul can use him. Bros, you know, it would be worse if he had no um, minutes under his belt and he had to come in all of a sudden. And you know, therefore he was he was you know not match fit. And so I think I think the twenty threes does benefit the players at like that in 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 quite a, quite a few areas. Everything sounds hunky-dory, doesn't it? I think being Millwall, I just know what happens. You're all hunky-dory, everything's rosy in the world, you're walking along, living the dream, got a foot, it's extra spring your step when you go to the den on Saturday and it almost sometimes, you know, the inevitable comes up back at you, doesn't it? Uh, let's, we're going to be positive because we're both positive all the time anyway, but it, it's it's a luminous thing, isn't it, when you're Millwall? You just kind of expect the unexpected sometimes, isn't it? It's, it's Sometimes it's good to be grounded, but... It's it's going to be um, obviously. I think I just think Saturday's going to be a big game. I think if we win it, I do think it's going to springboard springboard us into a big week ahead. You know, Luton obviously Saturday. Like I said Sheffield United away. You know, it's, it's set up to be a good week hopefully. And if we start off well on Saturday, I think it'd be key for us. Um, you mentioned though, obviously Murray Wallace and Cooper. You know, Cooper played last game. The selection headache you've got there. You know, if Scott Malone comes back into the sides, I guess we're going to try and predict the eleven now. 
but it's 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 it's, it's quite difficult to predict, isn't it? It's it's going to be. Yeah. A, do you change a winning team back to back wins? But you know, Murray Wallace playing left wing back. I don't think I want to take Murray Wallace out of left wing back because I saw his performance against Barnsley. Albeit maybe the opposition on Saturday be a bit more more difficult encounter because Barnsley were out of shape. It's, it's a difficult team to predict. I feel like for Brown on Saturday. No, I, I agree. I think you know it's such a hard one. Do you drop Murray? And, you know, because it's, it's not even a. You can't even say let's give him a rest because he's had a two week yeah. break, didn't he? So it's not I even. You drop Murray. We're yeah. rolling that out. It's just, the problem is, is do you go Cooper left centre half? Yeah. And then have Murray West left wing back. Or do you have Murray West left centre half and then Scott Malone back left wing back? Um, we're going to start there. Come on, tell me. What's the left wing back and left centre half going to be on Saturday? So if if Malone's fit, I'm going to go Malone at left back, left yep. wing back. And just because I think he, he's been so good recently, I don't think you can drop him. I think you have to go Murray Wallace at left wing back, uh, 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 left centre back. Left centre half, yeah. Left half, yeah. And play Hutchinson and Ballard at the other two. And then obviously Danny McNamara. Uh, right wing back, but you know it's hard, it's harsh on Cooper, and I, I think he will come back into the squad eventually. Um, but you know whether that's next game, uh, next Saturday, next Tuesday, whatever. Um, you know, and but whoever does play on on Saturday, you know whether it's Cooper or Murray, the other one will be harsh to miss out if that makes sense. So, but then again, it's fantastic to have these options, isn't it, for Rao? I mean, Rao's not, not used to having these options, and now he's going to have. You know, have to pick one of them. I think at the start of the season, if you'd have asked Rowett who his back three were, he would have gone Cooper, Ballard, Hutchinson. But all of a sudden, Murray's, you know, shown, you know, Murray's always been brilliant for us, hasn't he? But, you know, all of the, the last couple of games, three, four weeks, maybe, he's been outstanding, probably one of our best performers. And, you know, now Rowett's thinking, wow, I don't know who to go for now. Do you go for the height of Cooper, you know, and have a little bit more threat, you know, a bit more, you know, if they go long ball. But then, Murray, you know, the other argument was normally if you go Cooper, you have more chance of scoring goals from corners. But Murray Wallace showed that he can do exactly yeah. that. So it's it's so hard. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's whoever you choose, there's the other person's going to feel hard done by. So, you know, it's up to Raul, whatever he chooses, you know, it's not, I'm not really too fussed uh, because I think we've got two quality centre, quality centre-backs there. Um, but whoever he does feel, the other, whoever he does um, pick, the other one's going to feel hard done by. That's it. I was highlighting what I said earlier about trying to get the squad, the squad happy. Yeah. It's a tough task. But um, I agree with you. I think it'll be, you know, Luton Artina also play a five at the back formation. I feel like half the division plays five at the back now. I don't know yeah. if that's a trend that's like happened since the Euros or whatever. But obviously, Rowley waited this a couple of years ago when he first came into the job and we saw glimpses of it a couple of seasons ago. But yeah, a lot of teams play this five back system, two central midfielders, three attacking players. Um, and it's just about how you execute it. I do think, I fancy us to be, you know, Luton being a bit more of a football insider field and not necessarily a up and out of team. It could come back to me saying that. I don't see a lot of Luton, but obviously I've seen a few of their goals and um, they do like to play through the lines as well. So I do think it will suit having a Scott Malone in there, just maybe if we you know, can pick up on a counter-attack, having that kind of outlet on the left-hand side. Um, so I'd like to see Scott Malone in there as well. I agree with you. Uh, Murray Wallace left centre-half. Cooper missing out, who I didn't think was terrible at Barnsley. He somehow got into who scored player ratings, team of the week for the championship. Um, he wasn't terrible in the slightest, but he just, I think he is a bit out of sorts at the moment. And maybe, you know, like I said, a sustained period out of the team won't be a bad thing for a player like that. And especially, you know, kind of bounce back from that in the future can only yeah. be a good thing for for the sides. Um, I guess George Long in goal for, for us as well, yeah? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not a serious face there. You've left it with everything I said there. Bill Kowski in goal, obviously, um, yeah. at this point to give him. Uh, you know, two back-to-back clean sheets as well, Kai. You know, yeah. I think I think the, the if you wanted to judge him based on before the the first international break in September and after the international break in September, I think 
he, you see he's kind of got into to you know to gear so to speak and got his groove for the season. I think you know he's been solid as an end. Two back to back clean sheets, been great. Yeah, yeah, he's been fantastic, hasn't he? But you know he had a couple of doubters first couple of games, didn't he? But mm-hmm. ever since then he's really he's really picked up and, sh- and shown his worth. But you know going back to the to the formation, I, I don't know. I, I'd actually be tempted to play a four two three one. Yeah, mix it up. I was just thinking that when I was looking at it, because obviously I was looking, we'll see what formation they played last time out against Huddersfield. And yeah. all season they were playing the 5-3-2 or 5-2-1-2, whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, I was, I was just thinking that as well. Is it a possibility to go 4-4-2 even and just stick Smith and a phobia up front? Do you know what I mean? But I, I suppose when you've won back-to-back games and you've got two clean sheets, there's a formula there to keep, isn't it? So I, I don't yeah. expect them to change it. Although if the game's in the balance and there's half hour to go, it wouldn't surprise me to see him go four four two. I can't believe I've just said that, but it wouldn't surprise me. You know what? I'd actually go. I, I'd actually. I, I know you said about Smith and phobia, but if, if you're going to want, if you want, if you want to make it really exciting, what you could do is you go four two three one, play uh, Barton goal, um, Matt Namara. This is harsh because then you have to drop Cooper and Murray Wallace. That's really harsh. <laughs> or you could play Cooper and Hutchinson, whatever Hutchinson Ballard. Malone, or you could play whoever whoever you want to play in that back four. Yeah, just put, don't put your hand in the hat, and then as long as it doesn't pick <laughs> yeah, out, yeah, it's, it's fine. You know, <laughs> I, I think the only guaranteed play, players are probably a Danny McNamara and Scott Malone, and probably yeah. Hutchinson. You know, yeah. whoever you want to play on the left side, that's absolutely fine. I'd go George Savile if he's fit, and either Keefton Bell, Leonard, who, Evans. That again, that take your pick with that one as well. And then if, if you want to go really attacking, I'd go Jed, Ojo, Bennett in behind a phobie. Nice. I think that is a serious front four, like yeah. in, in behind. I think that's yeah, wow. Definitely. I mean, I, I, definitely if you want to go try and like play it balls in behind and just cause havoc yeah. on the wings, I think that definitely would be interesting to see. Um, we'll, we'll keep to realism and expect Gary Wright to keep the fire <laughs> back anyway. Uh, but yeah, like you said, Matt Lamar, you mentioned in there, obviously come back into the sides. I agree with you, mate. The last two games, he's been great as well. Back-to-back wins, always good to see. Um, I think we've only won games where Matt Lamar has played, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, did he play against Blackpool at the start of the season? I'm not sure. can't remember. Um, I can't remember when he picked his injury up anyway. But yeah, I think uh, Matt Lamar has been solid at right wing, but it has to continue in there. Midfield two. Obviously, last time out, we had George Evans and Savile. We mentioned Savile's doubt. Obviously, Evans playing against Barnsley. Um, it, it, like you said, it's hard to predict, isn't it? But I wouldn't be surprised if I saw the same two in there, maybe. Or maybe Mitchell in there. I, I don't know. Mitchell's knocking on the door after that like, last couple of games. He's got on the lot and got some game time. Had an opportunity to score in both games. Mitchell, I feel like I had both opportunities to score in both games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Leonard, yeah, he's not even, you know, it's mad, isn't it? There's the options. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's got so many options. And there's no one in there that I would say I don't want to see start. There's not even anyone in there I'd say I prefer not to see start. Yeah. I don't mind who starts because they're all they've all got quality in their own they all they all offer something to the team. So you know, whoever whoever he starts, so I'd say probably the only player that I probably try and cement in that side would be Savile, mm-hmm. just because I think Savile's got class. He uses class on and off the ball. But up the other the other place is completely up for grabs because they they all offer you know plenty um, in their own way. So whoever he goes for, it's up completely up to him. It's Savile's reading the game for me. I think it's just like he's always had that know how of kind of falling to the ground before a tackle comes in to win a midfield foul or whatever. That's always useful to have. But also just like he, he has the ability to pick up the ball in the right places, but also be on the edge of the box all the time. And I think we're starting to see more of that George Sable from his yeah. second or third spell. I think he's had four spells at this point at Mill, but you know the spell I'm talking about when he scored 10 goals, um, obviously under Neil Harris. So I think we're starting to see the best of that. I'm going to put my neck out there and predict my midfield two of Sable and Mitchell. There you go. Like what, what do you reckon? What would you go for? Do you know what? I was thinking the same, but I'll, I'll I'll mix it up and I go Savile and Leonard. Okay, well, Leonard deserves to start after yeah. he's 
fantastic performances at right wing back. So, if you're listening or watching me and Kai on YouTube or on audio, let us know who you think will be in the midfield too. In fact, give us your start eleven as well. But um, yeah, uh, forward three, I don't see it changing. I could be wrong, but I think it'll probably be the same as last time out. Ojo, Afobi, and uh, Jed Wallace. Agree, Kai? Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think I think you've got the pace, you've got the quality in that in that in the front three. So yeah, no complaints from me. On August 25th, I'm the most brutal, vicious, ruthless champion that ever been. The most anticipated original series is here. You may know Tyson. You're the heavyweight champion of the world, young, rich, and black. But do you know Mike? The minute you get too big, they gotta cut you down. Starring Trevante Rhodes. Um, I am Mike. And Harvey Keitel. They'll love you as much as they fear you. Now I'm really gonna have some fun. Mike, series premiere August 25th, only on Hulu. Your work technology should help your organization run better. Monday.com is an intuitive platform designed to help teams of all sizes work better together and maximize results. With Monday.com, you can easily customize your workflows to fit your team's exact needs and create automated updates to keep everyone up to speed in real time. Experience the power of a single platform that replaces your costly tech toolbox and the headache that comes with it. To start your 14-day free trial, go to Monday.com. What was interesting, obviously, from the Barnsley game, and I didn't really get a chance to talk about it the last show, a phobia was quite disappointed to be taken off about 20 minute mark to go. Smith comes on, instantly gets a header on goal, and maybe could have scored straight from that. It highlights instantly what impact Smith has on the games. But like I said always, I think to have that impact 20 minutes to go, it almost guarantees you almost an opportunity of scoring a goal from a set piece. So I don't think I I still don't think it justifies starting him, but you can't knock the impact Smith has on this team whenever he's there. Um, even like in the set play for Myrolis's goal, like when you've when you when you're the central defender and you or when you're the defending team picking up a player at set, at set pieces, if you go man for man or if you go zonal, you're aware constantly of the biggest man on the pitch. Yeah. It's in your mind straight away, and then that then gives the opportunity for like Myrolis to come steaming in and score a header. I, I think the impact he has is it's not underrated by Mill fans. We all appreciate what he does, but I think it's va- true value doesn't get appreciated enough. Um, especially the kind of like you know the habit he can cause being in there, but at the same time, I think it what we're at, what route was to go to go for is more mobile front three, isn't it? Interchanging, yeah. try to counter attack, play through the lines. Um, so I, I think you know I can see it being the same three and Smith coming on with half hour to go if we need him, I suppose, isn't it, guy? Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think the only thing that Raul might think is that Luton have got a bit of a struggle with these set pieces and balls into the box. I mean, they did remember when we played them on New Year's Day that. That Smith called them, caused them half a cool afternoon, didn't he? I think we won three mm-hmm. one that game, so put us into the playoffs. But Luton have never really been able to like stop that, uh, you know, that problem of theirs of, of conceding set pieces, struggling in the air. I just wonder whether Rowett might think, well, maybe even go four four two as you said and play Smith up top. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, if if he is to play three three um, three with Jed, Aphobia, and Ojo, that'll be more than there's more than enough quality there to to break Luton down. And I think that is if you. Once they start to gel, I think that potentially could be one of the, you know, I'm going to say go bold here. Uh, that is a, one of the best front threes in the division, in my opinion, if, if they're all, on, if they're all on, on song. So I love what he's having, but no, I agree with you, to be fair. It is a good, it is a good front three. I mean, I, I do agree with you there, mate. Or you could go full European and think, let's think the next three games in advance here. You know, you've got Luton Saturday, Sheffield United Tuesday, Stoke Saturday got a full squad to choose from. Maybe you pick your 11s in your mind for the three games ahead. I, I personally go game to game. Pick your best eleven that you think is going to win the game, but it wouldn't surprise me if he thinks I'll take a phobia out with the idea that I want to be against Sheffield United, a bit more of a counter attack inside. 
you never know. But I think I think for me personally, the must win this week with you look at Luton at home, Sheffield United away, Stoke at home. I think you just got to win Luton. Just get, get that win on the board just to... Yeah. Not even to ease the critics, because at this point, you know, back-to-back wins. But also, you're on a high. Don't think about the games ahead. Just play game to game. Yeah. Next game, next game, next game. And I know it can be difficult at times, but you never know. You might change it up. But I think, personally, you just got to focus on this game on Saturday and just try basically get that win to keep us going, I think. Yeah, and there's potential here that, you know, we've got Luton Saturday, Sheffield United Tuesday and Stoke on Saturday, uh, next Saturday. Stoke are a really good side. Um, mm. you know, they're, they're, they're dangerous, but, you know, their quality they, they possess. Um, Sheffield United are a good side, but we seem to do quite well at Bramall Lane, don't we? So yeah. that'll be, you know, a tough game, but, win, uh, you know, winnable, you know, potential get points out of. Um, so if we can get a point, if we can get, if we can beat Luton, you know, and let's say get a point against Sheffield United, so that's four points out of six. Even though I think we probably could go there and win if we're if we're you know we play as well as we can, mm-hmm. and then if we've got say we got four points out of six, then go Sheffield if we beat and then going into Stoke we beat we beat Stoke all of a sudden we've got seven points out of nine we're probably sitting comfortably in the playoffs, and you know and then all of a sudden everything's you know even better than it is now. So you know I know that's not very optimistic. Your, your optimism is is contagious. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> if people don't listen to this show and not think I'm going to smack a bet on Mill to win the league at this point, I don't know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like you're 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 very optimistic um, at all times, man. I salute it. To be fair, I, I'm probably like three quarters of the way there. Like you're always there, but I'm like just a little bit behind you. I'm quite optimistic all the time as well. But it, it's just the magic of what back to back wins does, isn't it, Kai? Do you know what I mean? It's that it's that kind of feeling. But like I say, I'm always feet on the ground here. It's Millwall. But we'll have to wait and see, mate. And I do like your optimism always. So, um, OK, what's the score going to be on Saturday, mate, then, part one? So I don't want to sound too optimistic here now. So, I'm four nil go. <laughs> four, did you say 4-0? No, I'm saying you. You're going to come out with that now, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Go, uh, what I'm going to say is I'm going to go, we're going to edge it. We're going to win 2-1. Yep. And I'm going to go for a Fobu and Jed. Law of Averages says if we keep back-to-back clean sheets, we probably won't keep another clean sheet. So I like it. And also knowing that Luton score a lot of goals and concede a lot of goals, 2-1 is a good shout. And it's also the shout I would have gone for. But just to be different, I'll go 3-1. Repeat that New Year's Day win when Bradshaw and Mahoney and uh, Smith scored. So there you go. Imagine it's the same three scorers. I wonder what the odds is on that because I don't see all three being on the pitch at the same time or any point. But uh, I'll go 3-1. There you go. I'll give you a goal scorers as well. I'll say... George Savile. Yep. Jed Wallace. Yep. And Matt Smith. Like there you go. it. There you go. Guys, if you're listening or if you're watching, score predictions below. Leave us your start 11 as well. Uh, we're going to end up part one here and come back with part two with a little loan update on the players out on loan for Millwall. So back shortly. Okay. Welcome to part number two of the show. As mentioned, this is the part where myself and Kai are probably going to spend about 10 minutes talking about our Lions on loan. Uh, obviously, mate, you know, we've got a few players out on loan, hotly anticipated ones, some that, you know, we thought maybe could have stuck around the first team squad, got some minutes. We look at the squad now anyway, and we probably think it's for the best that all these players are out on loan. In reality, when you've got everyone available, they probably don't get a look in at all. But uh, I want to start with the one that stuck out most to me, or maybe actually we'll say both who we think stuck out most on their loan spells. I'm going to go first and probably steal the limelight from you here, but Alex Mitchell at Leighton Orient has just amazed me so far. I don't know if that's going to be your standout one or... Yeah, that's... So, yeah, that's... so we will start on Alex Mitchell then. Obviously, he's gone to Leighton Orient, like I said there. 
Uh, he's obviously been in the sides, I think, since basically arriving there. You know, he, he was obviously involved at Mill, played that one game at Cambridge United at home for 11 minutes, went to Leighton Orient and was never present in their side for about five or six games. I don't think he's actually lost a game. There you go. There's a stat for you. Leighton Orient haven't lost a game when Alex Mitchell's in the side here, according to Flash Scores. He's uh, played one, two, three, four, five, six 90-minute games. He's missed two in between there. Um, and that was their only defeat away at Port Vale when they lost 3-2. He wasn't in the squad. Uh, and also away at uh, Crawley Town in the Cup. They won 4-0, but he didn't play that either. But there you go. Alex Mitchell hasn't lost a game when he's played for late night this season, mate. It's quite impressive, isn't it? It's quite a stat. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's brilliant. He's, you know, when, when, he, when he played that game for Millwall um, and came on, he was just, you know, you could see he's just, just such a, you know, a good up-and-coming player. And I think he really will. Um, you know, I think he'll make it into the Millwall side. I think maybe whether it's uh, whether we, whether we recall him at some point this year or whether we play him next year. I think it'll probably be next year now, won't it, with Ballard um, being being in there. But you know, I, I think he's he's got a real good, real bright future ahead of him. I saw a tweet from Leighton Orient the other day. I don't know whether you saw it. It said something like, uh, "At Mill FC, can we keep him?" <laughs> it was quite, yeah, it was yeah. quite funny, and it was a it was a gif of him sort of like celebrating with the Leighton Orient fans. Yep. Yeah, they gave, they gave him a nickname. I can't remember. I know with Mill fan, Mill, uh, Mill players call him like Meathead and stuff like that. But I'm, maybe that's what they know call him. I'm sure I've seen on social media they give him like a little tag like that or something. But he's an absolute unit, like we said. Yeah, he um, but he's, they've also kept three clean sheets in the six games he's played. Only 18 years old, Kai. It's unbelievable, I think, isn't it? Like he's he's just an absolute brute of a centre half at 18 years of age. But also just shows that kind of you know he's playing league football and clearly not losing a game in a late night size. He's obviously showing he can just he can step up to any level he's playing at the minute. Yeah, and I think you know it's he did really well at Bromley last year. Um, you know, it's one thing to do it in a non-league side, and that's no disrespect to Bromley, um, but they Bromley did really well, and, and he was he was you know really a real uh, big big he was part of the the main spine of, of that success last year. Um, Bromley mm-hmm. they got to semi-finals I think or the eliminator of the playoffs. Um, and he's gone to Leighton Orient this year, and he's moved up a division and just shown what he can do again. And I think, you know, it's it's a quick, it's a difficult one. Maybe in January, do you recall him and, and send him to a League One club and see what he can do there? And then maybe next year with the view to playing him next year. But you know, you don't want to sort of hamper, you don't want to sort of you know cause any problems and and you know and, and ruin his development because if he's doing really well at Leighton Orient, you might want to keep him there. Um, but, you know, it'd be good to see what he can do at a League One club before maybe giving him a go in, in, in at Millwall. But obviously, if he continues to do as well as he does and he stays there for the rest of the season, I think, you know, he definitely deserves a, a shot next year. Absolutely, mate. And I agree with you. I, I really look forward to seeing him come back to Millwall. I agree with you. You know, maybe League One could be an option in the future. But I think at the same time, under the tuition of Kenny Jacket at Leighton Orient, you know, ex-Millwall manager, you know what you get from the Kenny Jacket side as well. I think it's kind of a good little fit for him there at Leighton Orient as well. And nice and local. Um, he only lost two games in nine at, at Bromley as well, so he doesn't taste defeat a lot. There you go. It's not. It's a good little. Uh, it's a good little uh, niche he's got there. I think we'll have to wait and see. I think we'll move on now anyway to the, another central defender, um, one that probably a lot of people thought would you know hit the ground running in Scotland. Although it did take Matt Murray a couple of games to get in at uh, St Johnston last season, it's Hayden Muller this time. Obviously, he went to uh, St Johnston. Callum Davidson's up there. We all know about the relationship he's got there. Um, he's been a bit hit and miss, Kai. He's not played a lot of games. He's kind of been in and out, in and out. I think he's just maybe trying to get him to play at the right opportunity, I think, maybe at the moment. But he's obviously, you know, he's, he looks like he's played against Rangers at home. Uh, they only lost 2-1. I think he got an assist in that game. It's maybe just still finding his feet by looks of it at St. Johnson for Hayden Miller. 
Yeah, and I think it also depends where you play him as well because he can. I think he's prior. I think he's mainly a right back, isn't he? I think or or he's a centre back and he can play. I think we well, can play. I've heard that he can play centre back, centre mid, and right back. Can't he can play all three? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's get you know sort of working out which one is his uh, preferred position, a best position. Um, you know, and, and you know, even though it hasn't maybe gone as as well as he would have liked to so far. Uh, there's still plenty of time to turn it around. Uh, we know what sort of bright future he has ahead of him because he, he was fantastic when he came on, uh, when he's come on for us in the, in the past, uh, last season. He was, he was. I think he came on a couple of times, didn't he, last season? Yeah. He was really good. So um, I think, you know, it's difficult. We'll see what we'll see what he can do second half of the season or rest, you know, until January. But, you know, I think he, I think he'll prove, he'll, uh, he'll turn it, turn this around and, um, and get back to the form that everyone knows he can, can get to. Six league appearances in the Scottish Premier League. It's still a great experience for him. And, you know, like I said, the season's still young. A lot of time still to go. Uh, maybe not, you know, he's obviously not trusted yet to play in the in the European games. He obviously played, they had a few at the start of the season and he didn't get a look in there. Uh, but I think his time will come and hopefully Cam Davison has a lot of faith in him that he can come and step in soon and, you know, kind of cement a place to the side. I think he's been playing central defence by looking through, just flicking through some of the games they've played. Um, he played central defence against Rangers, uh, he also played right side centre half against Hibernian, so yeah, he's clearly obviously involved. Um, picks up two bookings though, so true middle star there in the six games <laughs> he's played. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously one to watch out for Hayden Miller. I'm sure hopefully we'll see a bit more of him as the running goes to Christmas Eve and, and uh, get a bit more game time there. We've spoke about Tyler Bure in a few shows. Obviously he's done well, hasn't he? At uh, Hartlepool, then got injured. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. I saw an article uh, during the week that he's hopefully going to be back involved before the end of the year. Um, yeah. Maybe late November, I'll be back at Hartlepool and back scoring goals, hopefully. But, mate, he also went on that little hot streak, didn't he, at start of the season? Three goals in three, three and five overall um, since he arrived in League Two. Uh, I'm really surprised, to be honest. I, I'm not going to say I underrated Tyler Bury, but maybe he's found his level in that sense. But when I've seen him play, he's just been a bit rough around the edges. But to go to League Two, score three and three, you know, and that was a quick impact there. It just, you know, highlights obviously what he's about, isn't it? And it's fair play to him. Yeah, and he's got a real, I scored a right cracker, didn't he? I think it's yeah. game or something. It was a wow, it was a brilliant goal. Um, you know, there, so there obviously is quality there, and there's, you know, he's, he's quick, isn't he? He's electric quick. I think he's ra- he's rapid. Um, remember when he played for us a couple of times last year, he really does have pace. Um, it's just about sort of, you know, fine tuning his, um, his end product, I guess. Um, and he looks like he, you know, had that. And unfortunately for him, he suffered, I think it was a grade two, wasn't it? Grade two or grade three? I think it was hamstring, uh, one of them. Um, Yeah, so let's hope he can get back in November, um, get back scoring goals, providing assists. And uh, yeah, and I think it'll be a massive boost for Hartlepool. And um, yeah, it'll be good to see how how he can do for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think uh, their manager... um... I think he, his name escapes me right now, but I don't know he's always been like kind of big up on uh, Tyler Bury since he arrived there. And I think it's Dave Challenor. I've just Googled him there. Um, Dave Challenor. But he was, he, I think he was guided to lose uh, uh, Bury at the time. And obviously, you know, he's had a big impact there. Um, and he's hoping, obviously, he can come back soon. And yeah, like you said, it was a hamstring injury. So obviously, it's an iffy one, isn't it? But I think, you know, he's come back to Mill, you know, done his kind of rehab here, so to speak. And hopefully, he can get back into. Uh, match speed soon and arrive back in League Two. Uh, who do you want to go for next? You've got three to choose from: two defenders, one attacker. You know who the attacker is. Let's go for Olaf. Yeah, yeah. Let's well, go for it. Tanto Olafe. Obviously, three games in so far at uh, Sutton United. Obviously, he had that injury in pre-season. The first day of pre-season in Scotland as well. 
uh, picked up an injury, couldn't even be involved in any of the preseason games, which I know I was gutted about. I'd love to have seen him get a, a game just to see what he's like, really, because I've not seen him play. Um, I couldn't tell you what he's about, really. I, oh, I, I've seen the goals and what highlights of him, so I can tell you that. Um, but just to see him in, in match action, so to speak, in person. But, you know, he's gone back to Sutton United, got the loan spell that we kind of all thought would probably happen. And I think it's probably like, you know, especially having that injury in preseason, go to a happy place, somewhere you know is where he's quite valued and respected. And he's gone back into the team, well, a couple of sub appearances, but also started the other night against Portsmouth uh, in the Papa John's Cup, or whatever you want to call it. Um, the two, two Bob Cup and uh, scored a goal though, didn't he? So, you know, he's obviously, I think, keen to make an impression there again. Yeah, it's great to see um, him score, uh, get back to, you know, get back to that feeling of, of scoring goals. Uh, he did really well at Sutton last year. Um, it'd be great to see him, you know, do really well this year. And and hopefully, I think, I think as you as you said, I think all Millwall fans want to see him in the side, see what he can do. Um because I, I, I know myself, I, want, I really want to see him in a Millwall shirt very soon and see exactly what he's about. Um, because again, uh, Sutton, he looked a really good player and, and he, he like he had some really, you know, he's quick. He's got really good feet. Um, he knows where the, where the back of the net is. Um, so, yeah, I'd love to see him in a Millwall shirt sooner rather than later. So, yeah, this experience of Sutton this year in, in League Two will be great, especially as Sutton are now, I think, in the playoffs, aren't they? So, yeah. Cause yeah, I think that it's kind of feel good. You know, they had a tough start to the season, but... They quickly picked that up, and I think they've won seven of their last eight in the league, or six of their last seven. So outrageous, really, stat for them. And uh, I think you know last season got sixteen and thirty nine in all competitions. This year's already notched one. Uh, did you see the clip of him against Port Vale where he was played through on goal and the referee put the flag up for offside? Did you see that? No, around? no I haven't seen that. It no. was brilliant because um, well, it wasn't even the flag for offside. Sorry, the, the line didn't give offside, but it was the last kick of the half, and they've played all of the game. He's played the ball through. Um, and he's called full time there, and the referee's blowing the whistle, and he's fuming at the referee. I'd, I'd recommend anyone's going to check it because it's quite funny. He's clearly through on goal. The defenders ain't going to catch him for anything, uh, and then the referee blows full time in the game, and he's fuming. But I think it was on his social medias, or I saw it someone tweet it online anyway. So good watch. I, I'd recommend anyone going to check that out because it's quite yeah. funny. But uh, we'll move on from Tanto, um, and we've got Dan Moss next. I'm going to go for. Uh, yeah, Dan Moss is on loan at Yeovil Town a right-sided kind of player, isn't he? Centre-half slash right-back. Um, and obviously, you know, playing a National League, nine games in, a bit hit and miss with the form uh, at the moment, but consistently playing and obviously valuable experience from there. Yeah, and he can play in midfield. I've, come, I've watched a couple of 23s matches and he's a real warrior. Um, he, I th- when I watched him, he has been the 23s captain and um, he shows he, he shows a real, uh, you know, he works ever so hard. He puts his foot into challenges. He, You know, he's a really, really good player. Um, and he's not he's not scared to he doesn't he doesn't you know pull out a tackle he's always you know he's always in the thick of it um, and he can play centre midfield if he needs to uh, just defensive midfield sort of like ball playing uh, he's got a nice little nice pass on him so yeah I hope he can do continue well hope to do well at, at Yeovil Town because that's that looks like a really good uh, platform for him to develop uh, at. We're reaping the rewards, ain't we? I think of having an academy that is quite successful in the last couple of years. Yeah. I think whilst we're not reaping the rewards, it's it's great to see. Having players at League One, League Two, Scottish Premier League, National League, do you know what I mean? Like, there's players here, there, and everywhere popping up, playing consistent games as well. And oh, okay, the, the the skill gap from Championship to League One, League Two, you know, that it's 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 there to be seen. And a lot of teams struggle when they come up to the Championship. But the fact that we've got our youngsters playing in these divisions, you know, put, applying their trade, but also scoring goals and competing at that level. Um, 
it's great to see because I'm thinking back to 10, 15 years ago now where you've got the odd player come through. I'm thinking, you know, O'Brien came through and, you know, had a loan spell at Torquay United or something silly, scores a couple of goals. You know, we've not really had many players go out on loan. And when we have done, it's not been, you know, they don't really grab the headlines, so to speak. But then you think now, obviously last season, McNamara, um, you know, you've got players here and everywhere playing the tribe, also just succeeding as well. And it's, it's, it's refreshing to see. Yeah, no, it is. And I think it gives us a, a really good base um, at the bottom of the club, um, you know, for players to come through. And players like Danny McNamara and Billy Mitchell have sort of given the them sort of players hope that they can make it at Millwall, um, you know, with with how well they've done when they, when they cut off. Danny McNamara is a, you know, first team First team player, first team player. He's not even a squad player, is he? That he plays every game. Um, and Billy Mitchell shows real good uh, potential every time he does play. And I think he probably deserves to play a bit more because of the quality he has shown when he's been, well, even when he played at right wing back, which isn't his position. He, he he made it his own. I thought it was fantastic. So it gives the younger players and players coming through a little bit more hope that they can make it one day. And um, and players like the players on loan will will have, you'd have that chance. And there's even players that have, obviously. Abdul Abdul Malik, who just signed a new deal. Uh, yeah. There's a lot, quite a lot of excitement around him, isn't there? And hopefully, you know, we'll be able to give him a chance at some point this year uh, to show, show his worth. Um, but yeah, the, these players coming through, I've got I've got hope now because of the players that have, have made it. Definitely. I mean, like I said, I'm thinking back to the past, you know, and having them so exciting kind of prospects come through and do it at league football as well. You know, it's just different to having Killian Hughes-Mason come on as a sub and play a game or John Marcus back then. You know, it's this different feel about things and they, these players feel like when they get in the team, they're going to be here to stick around. And it's yeah. for me, well, we love one of our own, do you know what I mean? And I think they're not only are they one of our own, but they're quite a skillful bunch of players there. So exciting things to come. And hopefully we do see that in the next couple of years where, you know, who knows, we could get five or six homegrown mill players in the start 11 in the league game, even, which would be great to see. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk about that more in the future, I think. Uh, we're going to round up with a bit of a, if people are wondering who the last one is, I might have missed the player, by the way, and if I have done, apologies. But I asked Kai before we've done it, and I think we're, we've got the players out alone correct. Uh, but one player in particular um, we've left at the end is Marlon Romeo. <laughs> I thought he's technically out alone, Kai, so we might as well talk about him. Um, he hasn't really had it hunky-dory at, at Portsmouth so far. I've just quickly looked through it. I think he's played eight games there. They've only won one. Uh, clean, clean sheet, and only one of them as well. Um, I don't want to say it's all because of Marlon Romeo. I saw something of a, uh, saw a clip not too long ago. I think against Burton, he, he played a back pass and it was wayward, and they scored from it. Uh, but it's interesting to see how he gets on at Portsmouth. Uh, they did get a good four to win their last league out in against Sunderland at home. Uh, obviously, Sunderland's done really well so far this season, so it's quite a shock result. But like we said, you know, it's it's obviously we know it came to an end, obviously for Romeo at Millwall, but. It's, it's interesting to see how he gets on a League One because I personally thought he could have been championship above, really, you know what I mean, especially a couple of years ago. Yeah, before I speak about Romeo, did you see the state of that pitch against Sunderland the other day? Yeah. It was absolutely <laughs> a <joke>. It was <laughs> awful, I mean, wow, I don't know how players can play on that. But uh, no, Romeo, you know, it's, it's good to see him getting games um, elsewhere and, and, and doing well. Uh, you know, he's not doing brilliant at Portsmouth, but it's good to see him getting game time. Um, he's played every game since he's been there, so he's definitely obviously in to stay, so to speak, under the yeah. Cowley brothers. Well, I think you know Marlon Romeo as a League One player is is well, he's that you know he's he's he'd be quite he'd be very good at League One level. I've got no doubt about that. I mean, <laughs> there was one stage in the Championship where he looked like God. Marlon looks fantastic here, and he could potentially even move up. A, he could potentially even have have clubs looking at him in the Premiership at one point because I thought he looked you know maybe maybe two years ago. Um, 
Definitely. I think it was just before just before Rowett came in, or maybe just as Rowett came in, Marlon was sort of hit the peak, wasn't he, of his career of, of how he did, how he was doing at Millwall. Um, you know, and, and, and Marlon's a good player. There's, he's got good quality, you know, in certain areas. I mean, he needs to work on his uh, end product a little bit more with his crossing and, and finishing. Um, but in terms of his work rate and his, um, and his defending, I think he's quite good at that. He's got re- he's really quick. Um, so, yeah, I hope he does well at, at Pompey. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him, won't it? Because I think he's still got a couple of years left on his deal. So, whether mm-hmm. he maybe goes to Pompey permanently in the summer or I don't know, we'll have to see. I was thought he had only less than a year left. Maybe I might be wrong. Maybe maybe more. Maybe, you know, maybe he does. Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Nowadays, you don't really know contract lengths. It's not no. really that savvy out there in the world, is it really? But yeah, it's obviously a shame. And I agree with you. I think you said there really, you know, he did have a exciting time at Bill at one stage and, you know, was anticipated to really kind of kick on and be here for many years to come. It ended quite, you know, how we all know off the pitch and on the pitch and with fans relation was clearly lost there. Um, but, you know, I think, he is clearly obviously a player still with a lot of a lot of immense talent. Twenty six years old still, Kai. You know, and he broke through at a young age. Obviously, he got knocked back by Arsenal many years ago. Was at Gillingham. Was at Mill as a twenty three player, um, and he still fits in that category where if Mill signed a twenty six year old player that you know got knocked back by a club, you t- I'm sure Portsmouth think the same thing. You know, we could turn him around, and get the best out of him, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him come back into the Championship in the near future, and you know, kind of kick on and. Um, you know, be a solid right back in this league. So, yeah, one to watch out for, I'm sure, in the future, definitely, and could come back to haunt us one day. <laughs> actually, yeah, and I still remember yeah. his. Um, I still remember his first. I think it was his league debut, actually. Walsall um, away. So what a strike yeah. that was! Yeah, yeah. Three, three nil away. I think Gregory got two. Uh, Roman got the one. Um, I nearly got Sid Nelson's shirt that day. That's why it sticks in the memory. It was he threw it in the crowd. I, was, I nearly got it. I loved Sid Nelson at the time. But obviously, you know, one of our own. We all love one of our own. Um, and I nearly grabbed it and it's on yanks it away from me. I was like gutted. And I remember sitting <laughs> on the train on the way home and seeing him with a shirt as well. And I was thinking, that could have been me. That could have been me. <laughs> it's, it's different. Like I think I've got a couple of shirts anyway, but like it's different to actually get the shirt at the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like the proper mud sweat. It was like a rainy day, shit, like weather. Um, it could have been like, you know, the, the perfect kind of cap to that away day. But there you go. There's a little tell from me on my, one of my away days in the past. <laughs> um, I think that's everything from today anyway, Kai. Thank you as always for uh, joining me. And hopefully, you know, Saturday's game could be the one we're all hoping for. And, you know, we get that 3-1 win, like I said, or a 2-1 victory like you predicted, mate. And hopefully we kick on. Yeah, fingers crossed. Just three points will do. Um, you know, hopefully some exciting football. Uh, there'll be a tough team, Luton. But... Hopefully we can more than match them and, and show our quality and yeah, get three points. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, thanks to Kai as always. And uh, thanks to you guys for listening and watching. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to like us and subscribe. Uh, check us out on Twitter at that meal pods. Uh, yeah, all the details are in the description below anyway. So we're going to sod off and hopefully we'll be back on Sunday with a story of three points for Mill at the den. Thanks for watching guys. See you soon.
message. What up, what up? It's Heather's cousin. You dated her in college, or maybe you were just in the same class. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat, my man. Let's hit the water. Oh, and Heather told me you always liked, uh, snacks and stuff, so I could totally bring some chips. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Hey, also, I'm a little short on cash, so can you cover the chips? Thanks. I can see why Heather liked you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates Annual Premium for Basic Liability Policy not available in all states. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Wake up with a little splash of sweetness. Get any size iced coffee from caramel to hazelnut to French vanilla for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.